When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabasi. And we missed you guys. It's been a long time since we've done a show, it feels like. Much has happened. Yeah, we felt like we wanted to do a show Saturday. And then for whatever reason, the game's just not being broadcast locally. It's Bill Wirtz's call. What, what yeah. year is it? What it year was, is it? Um, but you know what? In the long run, I'm glad none of us yeah. actually had to watch that kick in the dick for three hours. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, if you notice, my background's a little different. Uh, I am in my parents' basement, throwing it back to the early days of podcasting. <laughs> you know, everybody's got a blog in their parents' basement. Yeah. So I'm, I'm Xfinity let me know last week. By the way, on Monday, you will have no internet all day. We're doing some work in the area, so... I had to book a Studio Z, we'll call it, Studio Zawaski <laughs> in my parents' basement. So nice. um, we're going to get to our season predictions. That means uh, division, conference, and Stanley Cup. We've got some player props we want to go over, uh, some Blackhawk-specific ones, of course. And we'll throw some Alex Debrinkit ones in there, too, because those are fun to remember. And uh, But for, we're going to start with some news. The Hawks made a trade this weekend. They made a um, a waiver claim today. Uh, and the Hawks brought in a couple of veteran players. So, fellas, uh, your quick reaction to the Riley Stillman for I keep forgetting his name, Jason Dickinson. Yeah, Jason, Jason Dickinson. Dickinson was yep. the trade with Vancouver. Uh, the Hawks also got a second round pick in that trade yes. to take on what amounts to a million and like one point three million in salary difference in the trade. That's the sort of stuff to be looking for. Getting those draft assets, twenty twenty three. This one's for twenty twenty four. Uh, Kyle Davidson is stocking up on draft picks and they can be used for picks or for trades or whatever, but draft capital is never a bad thing. Yeah. I mean, you look at Riley Stillman and I think we all pretty much assumed that he was going to be in and out of the lineup, six, seventh defenseman. He was rotated pretty much all last season. And I mean, Jason Dickinson comes in. I mean, it's, it's, it's a depth move. Um, it seems like, paired with what the Blackhawks did today with claiming Jared Tenorti, seems like what they're doing is putting a lot of depth veteran NHL players as just a buffer zone between the bottom of the NHL lineup and the top of the AHL lineup, i.e. all of the young defensemen and Lucas Reichel, basically, that they want to develop in Rockford. They're padding that space because it seems to me the Blackhawks want all of their up and coming young players, all of their promising prospects that are in Rockford to be far away from this Blackhawks team. And whether that is a mixture of the results that are being expected and what may or may not be going or could go on in the locker room when things, you know, start to go bad, you know, who knows, but it really seems like they are just 
going to have all their young kids play in Rockford as much as possible and have the depth of, you know, veteran forwards and defensemen who are not going to screw up the tank play in, in, in those positions if there's an injury or, or, or whatnot. So you get, you get rid of Stillman who you get bringing Dickinson, you claim Tenorti all in all, you get another pick out of it, a second round pick for, for Riley Stillman and taking on just over a million dollars in cap space. Like that's great. That's, yeah. that's a great job by Kyle Davidson. No doubt. Yeah. Well, Stillman was a guy Friday night uh, after the Minnesota preseason game, we were discussing might be the odd man out at some point. And then sure enough, 24 hours later, he's gone. Uh, and he's a nice kid, decent player, but he's not, he wasn't a, he wasn't a KD Kyle Davidson acquisition. Kyle Davidson didn't sign him that two-year extension. Not saying that's why he made the trade, but <laughs> man, <laughs> it's hard to disprove that theory that mm-hmm. he wants to get rid of everybody that he who shall not be named has his stink on. So um, another, you know, file that under that file if you want. Giving up a second round draft pick to clear $1.3 million in cap space. That is bad general managing. That's really bad. And it's nice to see it happening on the other side of these transactions for (laughs) once. Those are the moves that we usually used to our terrible GM making. And now we're able to take advantage of that from other terrible GMs around the league. So that's a great trade. Stillman, nice player, but we've got a bunch of nice players. So he's not, he didn't separate himself at all in the preseason so it, 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 you know, and Dickinson can kind of fill into that spot. Boris Kachuk left wide open when he got hurt. So yeah, since NHL re- maybe slightly below replacement level guy, you know, another bottom six forward, not gonna help you win many games. Thank you. And uh, there it is. Um, and Jared Tenorti today on, on claims is another depth defenseman, big physical guy. I saw him a lot in the AHL. He spent a few years with the Admirals when he was in the uh, Predators. And, and if you know the AHL schedule, the Admirals play the Ice Hogs and the Wolves pretty much every day. 87 <laughs> times a year. Yeah, so, yeah, saw him a lot. Big physical guy, so he can replace that physicality you're going to miss with Stillman. Not a great actual defenseman, so he helps with the tank process too. So just a guy, a pulse, as Mario said, to keep some of these young guys in Rockford. It's, it is clearly obvious that Kyle Davidson wants the young players to win in Rockford as opposed to getting their teeth kicked in on a nightly basis in Chicago. Yeah. And I think, you know, that, I think that makes a lot of sense. I, it will make it, it will make watching at least the early part of this season a little more painful. Like at least, Oh, at least Reichel's here, at least Regula's here, whoever. Yeah. We still don't really know how the roster is going to shake out. We should know later today. Hopefully during the show, we'll find out Uh, maybe if Hawks practice ends, we'll get some news on that front. Is it 3 but, p.m. that I don't the roster needs to be finalized? It feels like it's always like mid-afternoon. Yeah, that tracks. But the Hawks have been kind of slow on these things uh, recently, so we'll see. Oh, I mean, a, yeah, yeah, we'll see. I'm, I'm, I, but it is going to be tough to watch this team this year. But uh, I do think as we watched the preseason and saw, okay, this team's going to be real effing bad. Uh, maybe it is a good idea to keep them protected for a while. Um, and you know, look, maybe you've got some, uh, some unhappy vets, guys that don't want to be here, guys who are going to pout and moan and whine and complain that things are not going the way they, they want it to go. And you don't want them in a toxic atmosphere, um, until those vets can be moved out. So 
you know, lots to keep an eye on. Um, but there's the news of the day. Uh, also, Ben Pope, who is at practice in Colorado. We're leaving, by the way, tomorrow for Denver. Yeah. Um, here are the forward lines. Uh, Domi centering Athanasiu and Kane. Taves centering Radish and Tyler Johnson. Lafferty centering Kurashev and Entwistle. And Jujar Kara centering uh, Colin Blackwell and Buddy Robinson, who cleared waivers today, right? He cleared waivers yeah. today? Yeah. Clear waivers. They have 30 days to send him down to Rockford or else he has to clear waivers again. Yeah. So I would imagine when Dickinson gets here, Robinson's probably gone. Yeah, that makes Dickinson sense. Dover. Um, and the D pairings have been rotating, but interesting that McCabe and Murphy are in full contact sweaters. Could Jake McCabe play on Wednesday? That would be That'd a be, huge upset. I doubt it. That'd be surprising. Um, like why? Right? Like what's the point of? We, right. Yeah. We talked to him uh, after practice on uh what day was that friday friday or saturday friday i can't i have no concept of time anymore but when we were at practice on friday uh jake mccabe as always it makes himself readily available for the media after practice and he was asked you know hey when are you going to return and he's like i'm not going to speculate on that and he was asked again so do you think it's going to be opening night you know in chicago and he says guys (laughs) you know how this works i'm not going to speculate on that that's not my job he says he feels good but it's up to the doctors to give him the okay to play. I don't, but he wanted to go on the road trip, not necessarily as like, I want to play, but he wants to be there as part of the team. He wants to be there. You know, these, these road trips are are good for team bonding, especially at the beginning of the year. I think that's part of the reason why they went out there today and have, are practicing there all week before Wednesday's game. Luke Richardson hinted that after the San Jose game on Saturday, so possibly Sunday, they're going to have like a fun team day out. He didn't say what they were going to do, but they'll have some sort of bonding day. And and being a veteran guy and being a leader that Jake McCabe is, doesn't surprise me that he wants to be there just to kind of assert himself as, you know, hey, if you're a young guy and, and you're struggling or you want, you know, a guy to kind of lean on a little bit, He's he's gonna put him that uh, be that guy, and they never officially ruled Murphy out for opening night. I I pretty much expect him to play Wednesday night. Yeah, yeah. it feels that way. And these guys like uh, McCabe and Murphy and and their leadership and their personalities are gonna be important uh, this year because they're they're positive. I think Jack Johnson probably falls into that category too. Is a positive influence, uh, someone who's gonna try to keep the mo- the morale up. That's like, we've talked about it all summer. Like that's going to be one of the bigger challenges for Luke Richardson is when things start to, to, you know, five, six losses in a row, and it's going to happen probably a couple times this year. Right out of the How gate. does he keep guys going? <laughs> you know, it's, it's tough. So those veterans, those guys that want to be here and uh, at least act like they want to be here, uh, they're going to be hugely important to the first part of the season. McCabe is a guy that depending on how, who gets traded, this season or who doesn't return next season. McCabe is a guy that definitely deserves an A on his sweater. Um, he's He's got that presence in the locker room. Even when you walk in there after a practice or even a preseason game, you just see him like he's just, and the way he answers questions, he cares. Like he is a pro. And I think that, you know, without naming specific names, there are other guys in that locker room that you don't get that same impression from, at least during the preseason. He takes it very seriously. So he's a guy that, say, 88 and 19 get traded before the deadline. 
I I think he put one of those letters right on his sweater uh, right off the bat. Yep. Yeah, he was he was part of a you know the leadership group in Buffalo for a few years too, and I mean you know he endured some terrible years in Buffalo, so he's he's been through a season like we're expecting this season to be. He's been through that before uh, a few times over actually, um, but yeah, I, I think with with McCabe, uh, if if he's sticking around, I think he's he's someone who can definitely help uh, from a, from a leadership standpoint. As far as playing though, like I mean, he had spinal surgery like anytime you have surgery and spine in the same you know medical uh you know medical procedure like take your time like don't don't necessarily you don't necessarily have to uh you know be ahead of schedule just be just to get on the ice obviously i'm saying that as a as a non-professional athlete it's a different mentality but you know he's he's a guy that has had some some tough injuries he had he had a knee injury uh, two years ago that ended his season and he was battling through it last year. And now he's had, you know, spinal surgery in the off season and, you know, make sure that he's the, the, the Blackhawks medical staff needs to make sure that he's had enough time to fully get back and, and be ready to go. And if he's in a non-contact Jersey. That's great. Um, but yeah, I do not expect him to be in the lineup on Wednesday. That would be very surprising, yeah, uh, wh- but yeah, if he's, if he's walking the red carpet in the lineup on, on the 21st, when they open the, the home schedule against Detroit, that would be great. Yeah, I, I'm down for that. But yeah, there's absolutely no reason to rush him. We need him for the playoff push. Yeah, yeah. No, for no. Whom, for whom? <laughs> I've always said that that NHL players walk a fine line between bravery and stupidity. So hopefully, the doctors in the room are the ones that keep them on the right yeah. side of that line. Well, yeah. Mm. As long as it's not the Dolphins doctors. So, yeah. Some do, some don't. <laughs> yeah. Our buddy Surfing Duck says, uh, sheesh, don't play McCabe unless he's 100% healthy. He has some trade value. Don't risk him making his yeah. injury worse for a lost season, of course. Yeah, uh, and I, I hope Jake realized that. Look, like, he's a proud guy. He's been working his ass off to play, and I think part of that is, like, hey, we appreciate how hard you've worked, and we, and we see you. Thank you. Like, noted. But at the same time, we don't want you to come out here and play three games and then be back to square one. We want yeah. you back. We want you 100%. But the fact that he's in a contact jersey today, that's big news. It's huge for him. So and, I'm happy for him. And he he came to Chicago with so much, so many expectations just of himself and yeah. like so much excitement. Um, and then just the way last year went and how this year looks like it's going to go like I don't know. I, I, I really hope that he eventually one way or another finds himself in a successful situation, whether it's via trade or somehow he, he sticks it out here until the Blackhawks are ready to contend again. Yeah. yeah. He, he had to have some sort of optimism because as we all know, last season, you know, Seth Jones and, and Marc-Andre Fleury and McCabe entered here and you're like, Hey, maybe that, you know, for the first time in a long time, McCabe was like, maybe I'll get to the playoffs after all those, bad years in buffalo and then mm-hmm. you, you buy a ticket get the you, game then time you, app then you, <laughs> then you finish worse then you, you finish worse than the sabers do last year and you're like what am i doing man yeah. it's gotta be frustrating got a comment from mt machine says watching live from germany right now you guys are honestly the thing about the hawks i'm looking forward to the most this year well that, oh, i appreciate God. that thank you and we're thank gonna do our best to to make these uh post-game shows and these podcasts in between as entertaining as they could be, you know, there's no point in lamenting. What was the Corsi rating for Jason Dickinson? And it's, it's just, it seems going to be bad. So we're going to try to have some fun around it. And uh, you guys being there with us, will make it more fun. 
and want more people to interact with. So we appreciate it uh, early on. Lawrence is looking at us. Uh, do we think that's the out. Mario Tiravasi machine? What are we oh, absolutely. <laughs> it, is, it is now. Ooh, tearing now. down trees in his yard. Ooh, yeah, brother. Yeah. In yeah. Germany. Yeah. That, yeah. No, yeah. that is not my uh, that is not my YouTube account. Just checking. <laughs> sure. Sure, it's not. Uh, you had a your daughter, your daughter's from... on YouTube a little early there, Mario. I'm going to say. Yeah. You know, you got to protect these kids from social media. Oh, yeah, I know. Um, uh, AJ had a comment earlier about let the disappointment begin. How are you going to be disappointed? You yeah. should have zero expectations, buddy. If you have zero expectations, you cannot be disappointed. <laughs> uh, speaking of that, did any of you guys, when the uh, Dickinson for Stillman trade was announced, Look at the Blackhawks Facebook page comments. No, I never, I never, you do. would think they traded prime Marion Hosa for like a fifth <laughs> round. But like, how could they do the continued ruining of the franchise? Like, really, we had a lot of, we had a lot of Riley Stillman uh, stands on Facebook, apparently. Like, what are we doing here? He's got a second round pick and a human being for Riley Stillman. <laughs> like, and a live human. Like, what are we talking about here? Yeah. yeah Jason I, Dickinson comes with his own skates. It's a good deal. Yeah. There was, there were times I started typing. I'm like, no, no. not worth it. Setting not a boundary. Not I'm not it. doing this right now. I'm yeah. not engaging on Facebook with Blackhawks fans. I, I can't tell you the last time <laughs> I've engaged in a Facebook conversation. Good for you. Yeah. That's good for you. Um, all right, let's get to our predictions. But first, we want to tell you about all the meats from our friends mm. at Green Ridge Farm. Local, you like local, you like meat, you like cheese. Well, if you're local, you're from Chicago, you probably do. And Green Ridge Farm is the place to get it. They're the makers of all natural deli meats, sausages, and of course, their famous meat sticks, which are perfect for tailgating, school lunches, whatever your need, whatever your meat needs are. The meat sticks, they will uh, they will fill that need for you. All natural. Hardwood smoked for eight hours, 16 grams of protein per stick, making it a perfect, perfect, po I can't even say it, a perfect post-workout snack, perf. I guess. It's perf. <laughs> they come in chicken, black forest beef, and flavors like jalapeno cheddar and spicy chili. And if you haven't had them yet, you don't know what you're missing. Again, they're recipes, generations in the making, all natural, fresh, flavorful alternatives at snack time. The meat sticks are awesome. Look in your grocer's freezer costco sam's club anywhere in chicagoland if you they, they don't have them ask for them ask for those green ridge farm meat sticks and right now order any three meat products at greenridgefarm.com include a pack of meat sticks in your cart and they will be free simply by using the code chgo at checkout green ridge farm simply natural meats i don't know if you guys know this but it what? is october the leaves are changing confirmed they are falling but the grass is still green i can confirm that at least in my yard uh and the weather is holding out still golf weather just a little bit longer yeah and if you want to look good out there on the course with the fall leaves changing as you're lining up your beautiful fairway shot get yourself over to pinsandaces.com and get some pins and aces apparel the official golf apparel partner of chgo they're also the presenting sponsor of the Big Drive Energy podcast on the All City Network. And uh, their apparel is going to make you look nice and clean out there on the course. They're a family-owned business, which you got to love. They make amazing polos, hats, golf bags, and even a beer sleeve that goes in the bag that can store up to seven of your favorite beers inside your bag and keep them cold for the entire round, uh, which is 
half the reason you go golfing, right? Have a nice couple couple drinks out on the course. More than make, half for me. <laughs> <laughs> make you forget about shooting 100 through 14 holes. But check out pinsandaces.com. Use the promo code CHGO, and you're going to receive 15% off of your for, first order, and you're going to get free shipping. Again, that's pinsandaces.com with the promo code CHGO. All right. Surfing Duck says, does Jay still feel this team might be too good to get a top <laughs> three or top five pick? So I'm asking you guys, if I shave it, can I keep like a, a Fu Manchu situation? Your, your coach coach shooter look? Yeah, I need to bring coach shooter back. Uh, it'll be April, right in time for softball to creep the girls out. It'd be a perfect time for coach shooter to make his return. Perfect. Is, is that clown? Do I have to go full? Do I have to shave the whole thing off? Or can mm. I get a little creative with it? Can I do like a Lemmy sort of a situation? <laughs> If you want to, if you want to go Hulk Hogan, Fu Manchu, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, I'll, yeah, but... I'll, I'll allow that. All right, great. Yeah, I, definitely... I feel like that's, I feel like that's more embarrassing than being just clean shaven. Oh, you don't see how good I look as coach shooter. I'm a different person. <laughs> By the way, My alter ego. I saw the Meat Needs open for Prom- Primus back in uh, in 03. They're fabulous <laughs> live band. Oh, you know, on that, I, the other thing too is where is Black Forest? I need to know where that is because there's ham there, there's beef. Like, there's it's just like a forest filled with meat. It isn't sounds it amazing. Like, isn't it right between? Uh, isn't it just west of uh, Lake Forest? Maybe. Yeah, yeah. I'll be. see George McCaskey on his uh, rock, a, his razor scooter. It's just uh, it's just forest. over the Green Ridge is the Black Forest. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, CHGO Sports, uh, we know them. Reminding you to smash that like button on the YouTube page and please subscribe to our channel for the yeah. best content from across the Chicago sports landscape. Um, so yeah, make sure you are always smash that like button on all of our YouTube videos. All right, let's get to our predictions. Fellas, where do you want to start? Do we want to do the player props first? Do we want to do the division predictions? I will give the floor to you two and let's we do, can start where you like. Let's do divisions. All right. Does that sound we're good? We're going to do our, we're gonna do our, yes. cup, our cup predictions too? Yes. Okay. Yes. So let's, why don't we start with the Atlantic division? Mm. Everyone's favorite. Mm. Interesting, interesting it's a good one yeah. so we have the uh, odds on the screen if you're listening to the podcast proper we'll, we'll fill you in these are uh via our friends at points bet use that code chgo when you sign up of course uh maple leafs plus 180 panthers plus 225 lightning plus 275 boston plus 800 ottawa plus 2800 detroit plus 3000 buffalo plus 6600 and Montreal plus 10,000. So where are you guys going with the Atlantic division this year? Hmm. I mean, it's, it's tough to, man, it's really tough to believe in the Maple Leafs really is. And I don't think anyone of us does, but I'm also not sold on Florida. Like they didn't get better. No, they didn't. Like you, you like you add Matthew Kachuk, great, but you lose Huberto and Uyghur. Like, man, I don't know. Uh, so I, I think I'll go with Tampa Bay. Um, honestly, that division is like those three are interchangeable. So I'll go. I I will go with Tampa Bay to come out of the Atlantic. I think their uh, their their contending window is definitely still wide open. Greg, I'm going as much as I love to. Uh, rake on the Maple Leafs. I'm picking them to win the division just because it it's Tampa Bay doesn't care about the regular season. They showed that last year. <laughs> they finished third in a division. They just like just get us to the playoffs healthy. They're not going to overdo it to win a division. Uh Florida 
the, they had their shot last year and and then choked it away. I'm not 100% sold on them yet either. So I'm going to give it to Toronto just because they are a really good regular season team. And, you know, they, they probably figure, hey, let's not have to face Florida or Tampa in the first round and win the division, and then we can get one of those wild card teams. So I think they're going to go for it uh, higher – they're going to try harder to win that division than those two Florida teams. Um, so as far as my rank top to bottom, I ranked them. I've got Toronto, Florida, Tampa as the three playoff teams from there. I'm actually taking Ottawa to finish fourth and grabbing uh, one of the wild card spots. I could see it. And then we get Boston, Detroit, Buffalo, and Montreal, you know, Detroit and Buffalo kind of look like they're ready to turn a corner a little bit, but unfortunately for them, they're in such a crazy division that, even with improvement, they're still not making the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to take the Maple Leafs as well. I think they are um, really, really talented. We forgot how well they played in the playoffs until they got it. So around one elimination, yes, but considering who they lost to, it's understandable. Um, and I also think Kyle Dubas, he's on the hot seat. He is without a contract after this year, so maybe he'll grow a pair. And when it comes time to acquire <laughs> – a goalie or a top-notch defenseman at the deadline, he'll actually do it and improve his team instead of saying like, no, 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 that's, that's, you're asking a way too high of a price for us uh, to do that. And then a couple months later, you trade a first round pick to the Hawks uh, to take Peter Mrazek off your hands. You could have just traded a first round pick and Peter Mrazek and gotten Marc-Andre Fleury last year. Yeah. But yeah. you know, we'll see. Um, I, I like uh, Florida and Tampa is two and three. I think Detroit's going to make the playoffs this year. I just Ooh. think there's a buzz around them. There's a feel around them. They feel ready. And I'm going to think that they're going to be, I'm going to, you said Ottawa, Greg, I'm going to put Detroit as the fourth and I'm going to give them uh, the final wild card spot in the East. I think that they're, it's their time. They've got a really good GM. I think that is now looking to add to make the team better when it comes playoff time. And they're pretty deep. And the thing to watch is going to be Dylan Larkin. Because there's a lot of some pundits think that he's going to be traded. That was one of Frank Saravalli's um, bold predictions for the year. What a kick in the rocks to be to tolerate I would being the worst franchise in hockey for like a decade and then get traded as soon as they get good. But that would surprise me. I think Dylan Larkin is going to be a wing for life. And um, I don't know. I, I I do not like the Red Wings, but I like hockey better when Detroit is relevant. Does that yeah. make sense? So does Gary Bettman. Yeah I, yeah, I want the Red Wings to be a relevant team so I yeah. can feel things about them again. Right, exactly. You know, well, when they I mean, were so and, bad, I was like, meh. And you need the Blackhawks to be relevant, too. But that would but, help. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> I I've, I, feel like the Senators and the Red Wings are going to be contending for that, like, wild card fourth or fifth in the division spot. Um yeah, I it's it's really interesting to see how how those two uh, teams play out because they're kind of the two teams that are like you know driving the hype train right now and um, yeah either, I, I, either I, of them could be last year's Hawks. Sure, a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it, it's it's, it's tough to prove. It's tough to pick against Boston, Man. based on their track record. But you know, Marchant's going to be gone for the first couple months of the season, and Pasternak, you know, right? Yeah, those guys are going to be gone. And, you know, you're bringing back David Krejci, uh, his corpse after a year away from the uh, NHL. And Patrice Bergeron, I love him. But at some point, it's just going to stop working. 
Like, yeah. I don't know how he keeps going, but who knows? I, but I think Boston's going to really miss uh, how good of a coach uh, they had behind the bench there. And not, not that Jim Montgomery is a slouch, but I, I, I think uh, Cassidy is one of the more underrated coaches in the league, and, and they're going to miss what he brings to that team. Yep. All right, let's go to the Metropolitan Division, if we may. Again, we're looking at points bet here for the odds. Carolina plus 180, Pittsburgh plus 275, nope. Rangers plus 350, Islanders plus 800, Caps plus 850, Devils plus 1600, Columbus plus 5000, Philly plus 7500. So, uh, again, go ahead, fellas. Uh, Mario started off. Hello? Do we lose wow. Mario? I don't know. Oh, I'll start it off then. Okay. Uh, hey, hey, so, <laughs> there you go. It's all right. A little behind the scenes. My office is right above the garage, and <laughs> the garage door was opening, so I was muted. I oh, good. <laughs> Sorry about that. All right. Sorry no, go that. ahead. You got the Live podcasting. It's all you, buddy. Yeah. You ready so for I'm the gonna, Metropolitan? Yeah. I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Hurricanes. Um, even though EA Sports picked the Penguins to win the Stanley Cup, uh, I'm gonna go with the Hurricanes. Um, I think they're just they're just a loaded team. I, it's really hard to see a lot of holes in their game, a lot of holes in their roster. Um, it, it's another, it's another, the, the Eastern conference has two of the toughest divisions. Um, I think, you know, hurricanes, Rangers, penguins, capitals, they're, they're all up there. Um, the devil's supposed to be better. The, you know, I, you know, I don't know. Um, so it, it'll be, it'll be a tough division, uh, but I'm going to go with the, the hurricanes. I think that they're, they're still, uh, they're still a very good contending team. Um, probably poised for a deep playoff run as well. I'm a big fan of the Hurricanes as well. I love them. They're my f- like favorite Eastern Conference team. We'll talk about them a bit here in a few, but I, I'm going to pick the Rangers to win the division just because they've got the the better goaltending for you know those early regular season games. We saw what Igor Sesterkin could do last year. I mean, if it wasn't for him those first couple months of the season, they uh, they probably wouldn't have even made the playoffs, let alone advance to to the Eastern Conference Finals. I still like what they they can do in the regular season. I, I think they're going to take a step back offensively, and they were off. They for a while they were off. I, I, there's no way Chris Kreider scores 50 again, so they're going to have to find the offense from somewhere else. They brought in Vincent Trocheck, who to me is a guy like I, I've never understood the hype around him. It, it seems that you know he he becomes invisible when it matters most but we're talking about regular season so i'm gonna go with the rangers i'm gonna have the carolina hurricanes behind them i'm gonna i i can't bet against Ovi. i'm i think he's gonna will his way to the capitals into the playoffs by finishing third in that division and then uh fourth place and the last wild card i'm gonna go with the islanders gotta remember last year was an anomaly i think with them they were Prior to that, they were in the Eastern Conference Finals back-to-back seasons, and then they had a season where, what, 13 straight on the road to start the season, didn't have their arena ready, yeah, ton of COVID like problems that, yeah. and injuries. I still think they're going to they're gonna bounce back and get that other wild-card spot. So for me, I don't have the Penguins or the Bruins in the playoffs, which is just so weird wow. to say because – when was the last time that happened? But I'm I'm done with the Penguins. I'm over them. Long time. They're they're fossils. I just can't see you know. So according you know, I'm t- saying it's over for them. So they'll probably win the division by eight points. <laughs> I kind of agree <laughs> with you on the Penguins. At some point, that's going to end, and uh, these guys are just getting older. I like we're going to get to like Chris Letang is still a Norris Trophy favorite. Like what are we talking about here? 
It's like reputation stuff is driving me crazy. Yeah. So I'm going Rangers to win it all. I just think not, well, not win it all, win the division. Uh, they're stacked there. I still think they're hungry, right? It feels like they're they're unsatisfied with how things have, have gone for them. Uh, and that's another team I could see adding a pretty significant piece, maybe at the deadline, maybe Patrick Kane. Who knows? Uh, I, I'm giving the Rangers number one. Hurricanes number two. They're just so good. They're so deep. I just don't know if they if they have what it takes to to get over that hurdle uh, to win the division or to get to the Cup final. Um, I like them second. I'm going to go with the Caps third as well. They are just always around. They're always pretty good. Ovechkin is still there and still relevant. I like him. And Greg, it's funny. I agree with you on the Islanders. They get to me. They're going to get that first wild card spot. Detroit will get the second. Um, yeah, the Islanders are a good, solid team, poised for a bounce back. Last year was an anomaly because they played like what, like seven months before they had a home game or whatever it was last year. <laughs> it was it's pretty, pretty understandable to have a like, slow start. They did they're like the epicenter of COVID, like for the yeah. first months of the season. So it was like they, if you scored a goal, you tested positive the next day. That's like how it worked there for like two months. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was tough. So I, the Islanders are going to be back, and I have them as the first wild card spot. In the East. All right, let's move over to the Western Conference, the Dantonist Conference of them all, and we'll start with the Pacific. <laughs> this mm-hmm. one's a little, I mean, it, it, to me, this is this is Calgary and everybody else, right? And the Oilers, I suppose. I, yeah. I don't know why I can't believe in the Oilers. I, I don't know what they it still is. Don't have because, good goals because yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're their problems that. from last year are the same as they were this year, is the same as they are this yeah. year. Yeah, well, let's give Western the odds. I, I broke the uh, the mold here. I got to give the the odds again from points bet. Edmonton plus two hundred, Calgary plus two ten, Vegas plus four hundred, Kings plus four hundred, Vancouver plus one hundred one thousand. I'm sorry, Seattle plus sixty five hundred, Anaheim plus ten thousand, San Jose plus fifteen thousand. Those are your points bet odds for the Pacific Division. Pacific, yeah. yeah I'm 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 a believer in the Flames. I think that they. They lost Goudreau. They lost Kachuk. They brought in Huberto. They brought in Uyghur, Um, And I think they, I think they got better. Uh, I think they got better uh, as, as a team that'll, that'll, you know, be able to throughout the entire season, be, be towards the top of the division and be able to outlast the Oilers in the division. And I think too, Calgary wants to be able to outlast teams in the playoffs. And I think that getting got a guy like Huberto, getting a guy like Uyghur, especially Uyghur is so underrated defensively. Um, I think those are and Nazem Kadri. Yeah, exactly. Like that's, those are guys that you, that you need in the playoffs. Um, I know we're just picking the division here, but I, I have Calgary going pretty deep in the playoffs. Um, I'm going to pick them to win. I think the Oilers will be a very close second. Um, and I think, I think the ducks might, might surprise a few people this year. I think that they've, they've got something building there. So I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say that they're going to be, I'm not going to lock them into a, to a playoff position, but I, I think that they'll flirt with a wild card position this this season and maybe maybe even get it. Uh, but I think they're I think they're going to surprise some people. Yes, I too have uh, the Flames winning the division. I think, um, yeah, you lose Gaudreau, you lose uh, Kachuk, but their roster now is much more suitable to what Daryl Sutter wants to play than it was a year ago. You've yeah. definitely got a little more edge, a little, we've got more guys that want to play between the dots. Um, you know, so I think that's a good thing for Calgary. I think they're going to win the division. Oilers are going to get second. I still just don't, I don't believe in, in 
the goaltending and the defense up there. They're going to win a lot of games six to five, like they've been doing. And that, that works to a certain point. Uh, I am going to pick the Anaheim Ducks to finish third in this division. Wow, that's, my, nice. that's my surprise pick of the What's year. What's the money I, down there, buddy? That's a I, big odds. The rest of the division is freaking crap. It's yeah, garbage. It's They're going to like, <laughs> it's not good. So somebody's got to win those games. And I think the Ducks are going to surprise some people. If John Gibson can kind of sort of be like John Gibson from four years ago, they've got an edge. Is he, is he hurt to start the year? I thought I saw something that Gibson was hurt. I'll, I'll confirm uh, that. Yeah. I'm not know, sure. But if they get any kind of goaltending, because all right, the Kings, everybody said, Oh, the Kings are done with their rebuild. They made the playoffs, but they won games because they had to, they didn't win that third spot. The Vegas golden Knights lost it. Essentially. Yeah. I think they take a step back and well, they lost on a th- to see you. I mean, I mean that's, back right, that's that. your, that's your glue. right? There. <laughs> How do you replace um, him? But they, but I don't like, Jonathan Quick bounced back and had an amazing year. Anze Kopitar had a career year at their ages. I don't see them repeating that performance. Uh, our buddy Chris Dubio says, don't don't sleep on the Knights with what goaltending. I don't see it. You got a bunch of old guys that like to get hurt. Jack Eichel is a peen, and he's going to be a peen. <laughs> like, it's, he's, it's not going to work. What they got, Phil? The Golden yeah. Knights are an overpaid, over-the-hill cap nightmare that is not going to make the playoffs i'm going to love every second of it uh i feel bad for maybe logan thompson former chicago wolves legend logan thompson can 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 salvage some points i just i don't buy it um yeah it is i (laughs) i completely admit that chris i i'm just not i'm and then vancouver yeah they on paper they, they got they Riley Stillman good. now. Blackhawks legend just has Facebook. Get us cup favorites now. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they've got on paper they look good, but I just I don't know. It's still Vancouver. They they just they I like Thatcher Demko a lot. Um, they got some nice players there. I just they, I I picked them to make the playoffs last year, and they 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 burned me. So they're not getting that two years in a row. So I'll I'll eat crow when the Ducks don't make the playoffs. But that's my surprise pick. And the Sharks are bad but looking Ooh. to get better eventually. And uh, yeah, that's just, that's it. Seattle should be better. They should be fun to watch with Maddie Beneers and Shane Wright playing and some of their other young players, but they're not going to contend for a playoff spot. No, no, I agree with that. All right. I'm going to go uh, flames first uh, for all the reasons that I think it's funny. They lose Matthew Kachuk and Johnny Gaudreau and feel at least as good, maybe better than they were losing those two guys, which is kind of amazing. Um, fantastic job by their leadership to get this thing, you know, to not just give up and, and pout and moan on what went wrong for them and to go out there and get people to make them remain competitive. Love that. You love to see that from your GM. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oilers second, just because they are loaded with talent. I'm going to give the Kings number three. I do think they were a better team than maybe they got credit for. And I agree with you, Greg. Yes, I think the Knights lost the division, but the Kings are that arrow is pointed up. And I do think there'll be another little bit of a jump this year. And I'm with you on the Ducks. I'm with you. Like, good, young, exciting players. Um, I, I don't know. I think they, they could they could surprise some people. They're not going to win anything of note. But I think they're going to be a playoff team. So mm-hmm. I'm taking the Ducks to finish fourth. Yeah, sounds sounds good to me. Yeah, I do I do like the Kings. I, I, think, I think the Kings will make the playoffs. Um, I think if, if Jonathan Quick holds up, That'll definitely help 
but I think adding a guy like uh, Kevin Fiala to the roster is, is, is an improvement. You get some, you get some more experience for some of their young guys coming up. And um, yeah, I think they have a, a solid, uh, solid team that can at least get a wild card, maybe the third, third spot. And uh, I, I believe in, I believe in them a little bit. All right, let's go to the central division home of your Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, the one <laughs> minus <laughs> odds in the entire thing on points bet. The Avalanche are minus 180 to win the central. That is remarkable. For good reason. Uh, Minnesota plus 350, Nashville plus 800, Dallas plus 1400, St. Louis plus 1500, Winnipeg plus 3000, and the Coyotes and Blackhawks plus 30,000 <laughs> lay a buck down. You never know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's a dollar. Yeah. Seriously. A dollar. <laughs> um, I, I don't. Yeah. I think we all agreed on who's going to win this. Uh, who's going to win this uh, division. Yep. Yeah. Our friends at DNVR are going to have another central division banner to raise. Yep. I think so. Even with a Stanley cup hangover, they're by far the There's... best team in this division. It's, it's, it's the abs and everybody else. Yeah. So who's um, everybody else? Where are we, where are we looking, Mario? What do, what do you have? Uh, Avs on the top for all three of us. How about I think two, the, three, and four? I think the Wild are a, are a solid team at number two. Um, and then after that, bes- besides, you know, Arizona and Chicago, roll the dice. Yeah, like, really. It's, it's, it feels very interchangeable between Winnipeg and Nashville and Dallas and St. Louis. Like, any of the any of those four could 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 be a uh, could be the third place team. Um, I don't believe in Winnipeg. I think there's too many like off ice things going on with that with that team to to really have a cohesive That's unit. Weird, and I it? just and I just don't think that they're, they're talented enough. Um, but if if you're if you're putting me to it, I would say it'll be Avs Wild. I'll put the Blues third. Yeah, Blues third. And then I'll go Stars, Preds, Jets, and then uh, I, I, I really think the Blackhawks. I, I mean, yeah, the Coyotes are terrible. We know that. But looking at the, the 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 preseason, looking at the way that the roster is shaping up for Chicago, and looking at the fact that it basically seems like they're not going to bring up any of the young. It, it it's kind of panning out. So they're probably not going to bring up many of the young players early on in the season to uh to be you know an injury replacement or as a call-up or anything like that it really feels like those depth guys are going to be the ones playing those those roles i think chicago is going to be the last in the division i really i really think they're going to out out uh suck the coyotes (laughs) and maybe they break 60 points maybe that's that will almost certainly be best for worse in the league oh yeah Yeah. it's it's those it's those two and everybody else as far as the bottom goes. I agree. Yeah, and the Coyotes just picked up Connor Ingram, goaltender, from off of waivers oh, today. And he, he he automatically becomes their best goalie. He does. He does. <laughs> I like Connor he may Ingram. just that may have just I do too. I, I've always been a fan. He was great with the Admirals for a couple of years in the AHL. Yeah. I think he may have just bought literally, I'm not even being a smart ass when I say this. He made that pick that pickup may have just given him like an extra four or five points this season. Yeah, and that that could that be all it takes. Could be yeah. the difference. Could be the difference. Yeah, when you're uh, only getting sixty, right? <laughs> you know, he he could percent your points extra, almost. Ten, yeah. So, uh, all right, I, I I have the Avs. I'm picking the Dallas Stars to finish second in this, in this oh, division, just because okay. I think it's nice. going to be like so. This. 
it's going to be so clumped up after that. And I think Pete DeBoer does what Pete DeBoer does. He overachieves in the regular season for his first couple seasons until the, the sad Phil Collins routine gets old and he's gone, but he's got veteran players and he seems to get a lot out of those types of guys. So I think Pete DeBoer gets the stars in second place. Uh, third place. I have the wild. Uh, I, I like, I don't love the wild, but again, everybody's so even. And then I have the blues in fourth and the predators in fifth, both of those teams getting the wild card. I think both wild cards mm. are coming out of the central um, and then I have the Jets, who would be in last place in any other division in the league except for the Central. <laughs> yeah. Um, you don't count out the Jets for making Blackhawk and Coyotes fans a little nervous down the stretch for that first overall pick. No, I don't maybe. buy it. I, they got a lot of guys there that don't want to be there, um, and they got a coach that just meh. And yeah. uh, so. I, I, I don't I'm not buying them. Connor Hellebuck is really good though, and he's gonna steal them a lot of games that they don't deserve to win. So that's why I think they're gonna make us nervous, but they won't actually be serious contenders for the tankathon. And then I have the Yotes and our Blackhawks in last place. I don't know if it's more wishful thinking. Um, <laughs> but I again I don't this Blackhawk team can't score goals. They're not going to score goals, and their offense is gonna get worse after the trade deadline. So uh, it's going to come down to the final couple of games of the season, but I think the Blackhawks pull off the suckathon and and finish dead last. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, that's that's. I love that. So yeah, I got the Avs first, of course. Uh, I'm going to go Minnesota second. I still think they're a strong team. Uh, they are just cap screwed for the rest of eternity, but I still think the roster is pretty solid. So I'll have them finishing second. Uh, and you guys are right. Like the rest of it's kind of a toss up. I I just like the way the Blues are built. They're physical. Uh, they're north and south. You know what I mean? They're they're the kind of team that can upset some people in the playoffs. So I'll yep. give them third. Why not? They have some talent. Yeah. And I think, you know, Dallas is probably the fourth best team. And then it's the Jets and the Pred- I think probably Predators, Jets, uh, Coyotes, and Hawks will be the will be the order. But yeah, I, I kind of like what you're saying, Greg. We're we're both teams in the wild card could come out of the central. I could certainly see that. I do think the ducks will be good but maybe not good enough to be as good as like the blues or the stars or whoever you want to put in that second wild card spot yeah, the, the uh, they predators, probably won't be that good that competitive the predators would finish in third place in the pacific without oh doubt. no they've doubt got, they've got better goaltending than anybody in that division maybe outside of calgary they've got better goaltending so uh you maybe, know maybe better than calgary Maybe I, I I like Jacob Markstrom a lot, but it's it's pretty close. But yeah, yeah other than that, they've got their Yushi Saros is head and shoulders above any other goaltender in that division. So yeah, I, I think both teams, both wild cards are out of the central. Five playoff teams out of the central this year. All right, let's do our. Uh, why don't we just say who we think is going to be in the Stanley Cup final and who's going to win? I think the Cup final is going to be Colorado out of the West. Big shocker, right? What? Uh, I think Colorado comes out of the West, uh, and then out of the East. Uh, I think out of the East, we are going to get. It's tough. I think it's. I don't want to say it's a rematch, but I feel like it could end up being a rematch. Sure, it could. Of course, it could. And I feel like it's. Do I re- do I believe that Carolina is the is the best team of the East? Probably not. And I think when you get I think when you get to the playoffs, 
you know, battle tested. It's hard to, to you know, for, for the lightning, if they were to go to four straight cup finals woof, in, in this day and age of, Amazing. The NHL, of the NHL, like that is impressive, but I think they could do it. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to say we have a, a cup final rematch. I'm going to say Colorado. Uh, I don't think they're going to cakewalk the Western conference like they did last year, last year, but I think they'll, they'll get through the Western conference uh, playoffs uh, and then uh, Tampa Bay will will have a battle to get out of the East, but I think that they can do it. Alrighty, I have a completely different matchup. Uh, <laughs> as much as I love awesome. the Abs and they're and they're probably the best team on paper, it is so tough to repeat. It is so tough to even get to the Stanley Cup Finals. What Tampa Bay has been doing has been remarkable. It doesn't happen very often. In the end, I don't think Colorado has the goaltending to get through another three rounds of the playoffs and win the, in the Western conference. Um, not that they had spectacular goaltending last year, but this year they Just lost. A little, they lost a lot in Nazem Kadri. He won't be in the playoffs. I can't, I just don't buy the Valerie Nishkuchin thing. I don't, I think that was a fluke playoff run. If he doesn't do what he did last year and Kadri not there, who's making up those points. That's why I think it will be a return trip to the Stanley Cup final for one Nazem Kadri. I'm taking the Calgary Flames to make the Cal- the the Stanley Cup final. I I think this is their year. I think they built their roster that is better for playoff hockey, better for the kind of hockey Daryl Sutter wants to play and we know that he knows how to win playoff hockey. I think it's their year. They get out of the West and they're going to take on the Carolina Hurricanes. Mm. I don't love that pick. The East is so tough. It's hard. But I think, you know, it's finally the year they get over the hump if Fred, Freddie Anderson can stay healthy for the playoffs. If they have Freddie Anderson in goal and he's at the top of his game, they're deep, very deep. And they don't have to make a big trade deadline acquisition this year because they're going to get Max Pacioretty back around mid-January. You don't have to go out and acquire a big-name forward. You already did, and he'll be back and hopefully fresh for the playoffs and be able to, to score some goals for you. So I think they've they've improved. They added Brett Burns, who's got playoff experience. Uh, you know, our guy Calvin DeHaan is back there. They, they, they've, they've, they've added some nice players there. Paul Stastny is in uh, – Carolina, that's a good player to have come playoff time. So I think they're a better team than they were last year once they get everybody there and healthy. They make it to the cup final, but they fall short. I am picking the Calgary Flames oh. to be the 2023 Stanley Cup champions. The I'm Canadian, on the, the Canadian flame. drought. Bo- I'm on it. I just want to see those uniforms for four yeah, they're of beautiful. playoffs. It's true. Uh, I like that pick. It's a very compelling argument. Uh, but I, I just look at Colorado – and a team that is going to be aggressive at the deadline. Another one that's been attached to Patrick Kane uh, for months now. I mean, could you imagine adding Patrick Kane to that lineup? Unbelievable. Um, you're right about the goaltending, but I think they've got the firepower, um, you know, to make up for it. And you're talking about Kale McCarr now, who's just entering his prime, which is crazy to think because he was one of the best players in the world last season. Um, I think Colorado is going to win the West. It's going to be tough. You know, Calgary, I think, is going to make the conference final, and it's just going to be a freaking war between those two teams. And I, I will be rooting for Calgary, but uh, my my heart says Calgary. My head says Colorado. And in the East, which is very tough, I think Toronto is going to make it. Oh, man. I think they're going to do something incredibly bold at the deadline that's going to screw their franchise for a long time. But I think 
Hmm. They're going to do something ballsy. They know they have not been this close in probably 20 years, maybe more than that. And the pressure's on that entire group to freaking win something. I think the Leafs are going to win the East and get destroyed by Colorado <laughs> in the cup final. And it what I'm hoping for actually is that they lose the cup final in the most painful way possible. Mm. Like a Nick Letty off the butt situation, something like that. Right. Um, but I think Toronto is going to win the East this year uh, just because I, I really believe that they, they le- hopefully learn their lesson from not being aggressive enough last year at the deadline they're going to do something incredibly bold i don't know what it is yet but something and they're going to make it to the eastern conference uh they're going to be the eastern conference champions you're officially a member of the national media jay congratulations <laughs> <laughs> no no delete that <laughs> no oh yeah i will I hate uh, myself now now i, I can will. bitch about press box food what Ah, there you this go. This again, steak again. <laughs> this is ridiculous that I have to tolerate this. Well, you uh, all three of us can bitch about the air, airport tomorrow, so that'll be yeah. Good. There you go, official. You go. Yeah, uh, I will. I, I I forgot to say I will. Uh, I will take uh, Colorado to to top the Lightning in my Cup final. All sorry, right. sorry, Tampa Bay, you you lose again. All right, let's 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 uh, Greg. Let's tell people on Foco, and then we'll get to our player props and wrap this no, bad boy. No up. matter who you want to root for, come playoff time, it won't be the Blackhawks. But no matter who you want to root for, you can go get yourself some of their gear over at our friends at Foco. We've already got you covered with the best sports coverage for your favorite team. So how about you get fitted out in the best sports gear around? Foco has you covered from the United Center to your front room. With hoodies, slippers, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between. I bet you those banana hammocks and Crocs are on sale now that we've turned from summer into fall. But get decked out like your favorite postseason award candidate from the leader in sports and merch and collectibles, FOCO. That's F-O-C-O. If you're looking for the perfect gift for the hockey fan in your life, FOCO's got you covered with hoodies that will keep you cold even or keep you warm. You don't want to be cold in the hoodie. They will keep you warm even if you're sitting up close to the ice at the United Center. Use game time. It's in the description. Buy your tickets close to the ice. So check out foco.com, F-O-C-O, or click on the link in the description. And for all non-pre-sale items, use the promo code I can speak today, uh, (laughs) CHGO, for an extra 10% off all non-sale items. All right, let's get to these pretty quickly because we are running out of time, and I know Law's got a lot of stuff to do. Let's start with the Calder Trophy odds uh, for this season for Rookie of the Year. Uh, Our buddy Lucas Reichel is on the list, but not in the top 10. So top 10, Mason McTavish plus 400, Owen Power plus 450, Matty Berniers plus 500, Cole Perfetti plus 1,000, Kent Johnson plus 1,200, William Eklund plus 1,400, Yuri Slavkovsky plus 1,400, Marco Rossi plus 1,600, kind of like that one, Jack Quinn plus 1,600, and Jake Sanderson plus 1,800, Lucas Reichel plus 4,000. And you have to wonder, had he started the season on the Hawks, if that number would have been higher? I would think so. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it ain't going to be Lucas Reichel. Uh, I like I like Mason McTavish. I think he he had a fantastic showing at the so good. at the World Juniors in in the summer, uh, literally saving the Canadian uh, gold medal. Um, but yeah, he just, bacon, he just if you will. he just looked uh, you know just looked really good. I think he's I think he's primed to 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 break out as as a rookie. Um, a lot of 
great rookies on. <laughs> I yeah. mean, there's not, there's really not a bad pick in that whole top, top 10 group. So, but I, I think McTavish is going to be a big reason why the ducks might surprise people this year. And I, I, I think he's going to be pretty darn good. Yeah. I like, I like him as a favorite too, but my pick to win is Marco Rossi of the Minnesota wild. I just think he's going to be able to get in and get in a prime position right off the bat and put up some major points. Uh, I think he's a terrific player. That's my pick. Uh, I agree with you on that. I will be putting money down on Rossi because I, I like the odds. It's good but value. I, Mason McTavish is a man among boys, and he just looks like he's been in the NHL for five years already. And I think he's going to step in and just be a stud and kind of run away with it, assuming health, of course. But I just love his game. You watch him in the championships. It's like, that dude Uh oh i want one of those on my team (laughs) you know like he's just that good so i'm I'm taking mason mctavish who's the favorite it's kind of boring but i do like that rossi i think it was what plus 1600 right yeah that's really that's good value yeah that's i'm I'm gonna just throw 10 bucks down on that and see what happens because that's that sound's fun and when you do throw money down use points bet promo code chgo when you sign up for the first time for two risk-free bets up to two thousand dollars let's move on to the norris trophy for the league's best defenseman no surprises here Kale McCarr, the overwhelming favorite, plus 110. Roman Yossi, plus 700. Victor Hedman, plus 800. Charlie McAvoy, plus 1600. I don't know why this is out of order. Uh, Adam Fox, <laughs> plus 900. It's very weird. Aaron Ekblad, plus 1200. Quinn Hughes, plus 2200. Uh, Miro Heiskanen, plus 2500. Moritz Sider, plus 2500. And Chris Letang, for some reason, plus 2500. Seth Jones comes in at plus 5000 to win the Norris. I kind of I, I I think if he's healthy, McCarr is going to win it. But I do like Yossi. Those plus seven hundred odds are tempting because mm-hmm. if McCarr misses a chunk of time and w- with the way he plays, with all that speed and, and and playing all over the ice, there's a chance he takes a hit. He's not the biggest guy in the world. I wouldn't mind throwing a couple bucks down on Yossi. I think McCarr is going to win it, but that's plus seven hundred is a, a nice number. Yeah, if you're looking for value, Yossi at plus seven hundred and Hedman at plus eight hundred, I think are really good. Um, but I'm going to go with Makar. Like un- un- until you- until my eyes tell me differently that he's not the the best defenseman in the league. You ha- can make an argument for maybe best player in the league. Um, I'm I'm picking Kale Makar. Yep. Give him the Norris now. Just <laughs> just give him now. It's, it's his trophy. It's yeah. like it should be like a championship belt. It's yours until it's not. Yeah. Until someone takes it from you, yeah. right? It's not. It's not happening this year. Best defense defenseman in the league, and it's not even close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt. All right, let's move on to the Richard Trophy for the league's leading scorer. Uh, not a huge surprise here. Uh, Austin Matthews uh, plus one eighty. Leon Drysaddle plus six hundred. Connor McDavid plus seven hundred. That's interesting. Mm. Alex Ovechkin plus one thousand. Kyle Connor plus thirteen hundred. Kirill Kaprizov plus fourteen hundred. DeBrinket plus fourteen hundred. Barkov plus 1900, Rantanen plus 2000, and Jason Robertson, him of the New Deal, uh, plus 2200. <laughs> Not the New so, Deal, like the political. Yeah, he yes. has a New Deal, is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. So okay. this is for most goals in the in the league, correct? Yeah. 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 I said score, but yes, I meant goal score. Yes. Yeah, most and goals. Alex Ovechkin at plus a thousand, man, that's nice. That's tempting. That's good value. I mean, what else does what else is he going to focus on other than trying to break Gretzky's record now? Nothing. You know. And it's a team, even though I think a couple of us like them as a a playoff spot, there's not a lot of expectations for them this year. They're not cup contenders. 
So the the goal is going to be let's get this record for Ovechkin. Shoot all the time. You're playing full power plays. I I think taking him as a top goal scorer is a it's a nice that's value. My pick. It's good. That's value. my pick. Yeah, Not just my bet, but that's my pick to lead the league in goals this year. I, I think that he's going to do it. I mean, why not? What else? As yeah. you said, all he's going to do is shoot. Yeah, I think Ovechkin at plus 1,000 is good value. Kyle Connor at plus 1,300 is also pretty good value, like sneaky value there. Um, but What about Chris Kreider? Where's he? Yeah, yeah. Not even in the top ten. That's, that's <laughs> well, how much 50 his fifty. How much his fifty goal, uh, you know, <laughs> season really uh, is gonna is gonna confidence in that. Um, I hate to go favorite again, but man, Austin Matthews can just score in so many different ways. Um, yeah, I I I think I'm gonna go with Matthews. Uh, I I I don't. I, I feel like McDavid and Drysital kind of cancel each other out even though they're, you know, the best two forwards on their team playing off of each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think, I don't think either one of them is primarily like the goal scorer, like Austin Matthews is. Good point. Uh, I, I like that pick. I'm just going to not take the chalk and I already feel bad about picking the Leafs to win the East, so I can't do it. <laughs> I like uh, Kaprizov. I just think oh, that okay. he is uh, so, still very young, um, but just a pure sniper goal scorer. I'll take Kaprizov to win it. He's got half a dozen games against the Blackhawks this year. That'll help. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And those will maybe those will be the Alex Daylock games to get those revenge will, yeah. against his old squad. Ah, there and you that go. would not be the worst thing in the world. All right, let's move on to the Hart Trophy for League's Most Valuable Player. Top 10, McDavid plus 225. Matthews plus 390. Dreisaitl plus 900. McKinnon plus 900. Rantanen plus 3,000. Kaprizov plus 1,400. Barkov plus 3,000. Huberdeau plus 3,500, Kucherov plus 2,000, Shesterkin plus 2,000, Patrick Kane coming in at plus 10,000 to win the Hart <laughs> Trophy. So a long shot there. Uh, Nathan McKinnon plus 900, sign me the F up. Yes. Yeah, I will yep. take that bet all day and twice on Sunday. I, mm-hmm. I will uh, I will definitely put a dollar on that. As, as far as value and the most likelihood of something happening, uh, of of him winning, I would I would go with Nathan McKinnon, and you know what, I'm going to make that my pick too, Nathan McKinnon. Greg, I'm going off I'm going off the board. My guy to pick to win the heart isn't even on that list, which means his odds have got to be really good, which is silly to me. Jared Tenorti. Uh, I'm going uh, dual trophy winner. Kale McCarr is winning the heart and the Norris Ooh. this year. Oh yeah, wait, McCarr yeah, wasn't even on the there. Exactly, Whoa. he wasn't even on there. So I if he's had, over had plus two thousand, I am jumping all over that. I'm looking right now. Yeah, Hang wait on. a minute. I that that went over my head. I didn't. It's even almost as if hockey that. doesn't matter to some places. So, are they just saying that he's just? Off, he, you can't say he's off the board because he's still trophy, had odds. I'm looking at hard trophy. Kale McCarr is plus fourteen hundred. So mm-hmm. I don't know why this is not sorting in order. So he's plus mm-hmm. fourteen hundred on this thing. That's weird. Okay, so, still well, good there odds. you go. That's yeah. a good value pick. I'm, I'm going to still go with pick. McKinnon, but that's a great value pick for McCarr. Oof. 1400 i feel sure. like this could be this is the year where the league's like look at this guy kill mccarr pretty cool huh let's give him all the awards and then next year he's going to be not winning anything because people are going to have kill mccarr fatigue yeah right mm-hmm. they'll go back like to giving he, it to Connor mcdavid for the next four years right because yeah. Connor mcdavid fatigue is sunk in right right and exactly. people are like oh again well yes he's that effing good <laughs> he'll well, probably be on the mount rushmore when it's over yeah. right like He's that great of a player. He deserves it. But people do just kind of like, eh, get burned out of voting for the, like you could have made the argument that Duncan Keith could have won five or six in a row, Norris trophies. Right. You know, but just 
people just get tired of voting for the same thing. So, all right, we got an interesting Patrick Kane note on there too. Uh, Patrick Kane points for the season. This is a, another points bet prop. They have 83 and a half as the over under. Both odds set at minus 115. I'm going under 83 and a half. I look, I, I think that it's going to be maybe 80, somewhere around there. But my God, he's going to have to do it all. And we, I, I was thinking about this this morning. We keep saying, like, well, beyond Kane and Taves, where's the scoring depth? Take Taves off that list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Part of that. He's, he's on that list on name alone. Exactly right. Yeah. We were talking about that earlier. My. My thought is under, but what if what if Kane is moved before the trade deadline yeah, to a yeah. contender? That's my, that's if, he gets thing, moved, yeah. if he gets moved to like so, Valentine's Day to the Rangers or, or Avalanche or, just, or New Year's or whatever. Yeah, like, have like yeah. 30 points in 15 games or something like that. Yeah, that's yeah. certainly a possibility. I'm going to say uh, over. I'm going to say over. Okay. Uh, if, he's, if he plays only two games with the Blackhawks, I'm oh. going under. Oh, yeah. For, yeah, that's that's if he tr- doesn't play if he gets traded and he's in a contender, I'm going over. Let's do this then. Let's create our own prop. <laughs> Point points per game as a black hawk, the over under is one. Under. Yeah. I take the under because I don't even know if the Blackhawks are gonna average a goal a game. <laughs> <laughs> that would be something. So even if he assists on every single goal <laughs> and they only they're only averaging 0.97 per game, it doesn't the math don't check out. Yeah, that's 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 a that fair point. True. Yeah, fair I, point I, I say under a point per game. I go under, barely under. All right, barely. we get we got one more real quick, and Alex to bring it uh goals prop uh, via points bet. Uh, uh, they have 37 and a half for Debrinkit. Both odds set at minus 115. Mm. Hey, that's a good number. I mean, he's uh, definitely the, the 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 trigger man of that team. Yeah, but I'm going to go under. I'm thinking 33-34 for Debrinkit this year. I'm going to say over. I think, he, okay. I think he flirts with 40. Greg? Man, that's right about where... He should be. I mean, that's yeah, a, a great, one. that's a really solid number. I'm going to go, I'm going to go over. I think he'll get 38 or 39. He's okay. going to be a lot of, he's going to, he's going to be the Alex Ovechkin of, of Ottawa on the power yeah, play. He's the he's, shooter on that team. Yeah. I think he's, I think he could score up to 15 power play goals or more this year just by blasting from the left dot. So I'll go over. All right. There you have it. Our season predictions for the year. Tomorrow we are in Denver. Woo. Doing a crossover show with our friends at DNVR. That's the plan for now. Uh, and then we'll be, have your post-game show on Wednesday from the DNVR bar. It's going to be a lot of fun. We are very much looking forward to this trip. Our first trip is a group together. It's going to be awesome. So hopefully you'll join us uh, tomorrow night. We'll have more like official show times later today or maybe tomorrow afternoon. So just keep your eyes peeled yeah. for show times. But we'll share all of our info about our trip to Denver. So we're leaving tomorrow afternoon. Show tomorrow night. Wednesday post game, Thursday we're flying home in the afternoon. Hawks play that night, late night in Vegas. We'll be on post game remotely Thursday night after Hawks and Golden Knights. So you're you've missed us. You're going to be tired of us in a couple of days. <laughs> so we appreciate everybody joining us. All the great participation in the chat. Yes, Lawrence. What's the hotel situation? You guys going to have one big king size bed? And it's like the Three Stooges, or are you? That's like the. Uh, yeah. It's like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. We mm-hmm. sleep toe to toe. We're actually going to be, oh, head, head gonna to, be sleeping in yeah. in the beer cooler at the DNBR bar. That's where we're at. <laughs> yeah, no, we have an Airbnb, my friend. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to. The bunk bed. Spoiling us. 
They, I guess, I guess, I guess the bosses figure you're gonna have to watch awful hockey all year. We're gonna get you a nice B and B to start the season <laughs> yeah. and let it Here's all go downhill from there. Yes, yes. <laughs> anyway, it's gonna be awesome. Can't wait. If the beds aren't bunked, we will bunk them for more space for activities. Yeah, so much room for awesome. activities. Awesome. For a game, all right, for a good game of kneesies. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Thanks for your participation. Make sure if you haven't yet, you're on YouTube. Smash that like button. Make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcast. We greatly appreciate that. And throw us a five star review on Apple Podcasts if you have thirty seconds to spare. So we'd appreciate that as well. We'll talk to you Tuesday night from the DNVR Sports Bar. Cannot wait. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening to the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.